Welcome to the Voice Tech Podcast. Join me, Carl Robinson, in conversation with the world's leading voice technology experts. Discover the latest products, tools, and techniques, and learn to build the voice apps of the future. Companies either can't afford it or just can't find the right people, right? So they're stuck with a problem. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Voice Tech Podcast. My name's Carl Robinson, and this is episode 38. Today's topic is speech-to-text performance. And to untangle the technicalities, I talk with David Borish, the chief creative at Primo AI. Primo AI is a New York startup that recommends the highest performing speech-to-text and natural language understanding services for a particular data set and geographical region. So in our conversation, we discover what the biggest problem with speech-to-text systems is today and why trying to solve it by just hiring data scientists can be prohibitively expensive. And we also discuss the advantages of acquiring a technology patent. David discusses his reasons for why he chose to recently enter the voice space and the approach he takes when selecting his next big entrepreneurial challenge. David's a seasoned startup veteran. He believes passionately in the future of voice, as do we all. So our conversation contains many, many valuable lessons that you can take away with you. A quick reminder, the All About Voice conference is happening on October the 11th, 2019 in Munich, Germany. Uh, there you can learn about all the best practices and industry trends in the voice space. Uh, I'll be there, uh, along with all the uh, voice experts that you could possibly hope to meet. Um, if you'd like to grab a ticket, then uh, Voice Chops Tuesday subscribers and Voice Tech podcast listeners get uh, 15% off with the code Voice Tech. Uh, there's also early bird prices available until September the 30th. Uh, there's a link in the show notes, which links straight through to the discount. Today's episode is brought to you by Phoebe Voice Search, the SaaS solution that makes it easy for e-commerce sites to join the voice revolution. With Phoebe, customers can instantly talk to your website, sending engagement levels soaring while collapsing the path to purchase. Phoebe is smart, understanding voice queries in the context of the specific site it's installed on. Phoebe is secure, keeping your user search queries private and never sharing information with advertisers or other third parties. And Phoebe is simple, installed in just a few clicks and even available in the Shopify App Store. To learn more, to try their live demo sites and enjoy a seven-day free trial, visit getphoebe.com. That's G-E-T-P-H-E-B-I.com. All right, I'm on the line with David Borish. He's the chief creative at Primo AI, based in New York, United States. Primo AI, a startup, just came out of stealth. They aggregate the top voice technologies in both speech-to-text and natural language processing. And then they recommend the optimal service for a particular data set and a particular geographical region, which helps their customers build out their voice platforms and grow the audience. A uh, bit about David, he's a career entrepreneur across several industries, and his innovations have been featured in Forbes and TechCrunch, amongst others. He's a sought-after speaker, having presented for companies like Intel, Vimeo, and many more. So we're very lucky to have him on the show to talk to us today about his latest venture, Primo AI. David, welcome to the show. Thank you, Carl, and uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, 
excited to talk because it's a, it's an interesting concept. I've not come across a company that does this kind of thing before. And as everyone knows, speech to text, natural language processing really sits at the heart of the whole voice first movement. The whole uh, buzz around this field is largely due to the advances in these technologies. There's many options as well. And uh, generally, people think that you have to pick one over the other. So we're going to learn about the differences between the, the services on offer and then what Primo AI can do to, to help. Absolutely. Yep. I'm really excited to learn. Let's first start with the, the problem in the market. Then often we start with just the features of the product, but I think it's important to start with what, why this product is needed, first of all. So could you give us a bit of a, a rundown of what, the, what the, the current layer of the land is, what the marketplace is for speech-to-text providers and what the options uh, on offer currently are? Absolutely. So as the audience uh, all knows, there's three components to, to every system. You have speech-to-text, you have the NLU or NLP, and then the database. The first two components, the speech-to-text and NLU or NLP, are offered by most of the major companies like Google, Amazon, IBM, et cetera, as a mm -hmm. cloud service. And so companies who are building their own voice platform would typically utilize one of these services for speech-to-text, or sometimes a company will offer both, such as Google or Amazon. And so they would subscribe to the speech to text through these services and then their database or the information that the, the information that's proprietary is their database typically that they're building in their data set. So the main problem is uh, as every system within the AI realm is only as good as it's trained. So when you're, you're talking about speech to text, mm -hmm. uh, there are you know, over 6,000 dialects around the world. Uh, some would say more, but let's just keep it simple and say uh, 6,000. And a dialect, could you define, what, what, how would you define a dialect? Well, a dialect uh, is a specific form of speech within a language. Mm -hmm. And so there could be, there are multiple dialects within the language. And I, I like to use the example that I'm a born and raised New Yorker, right? I'm, I'm still live here in, in Manhattan. Okay. 45 minutes north from Manhattan is, you know, what you would call upstate New York. And it's just, you know, 30 to 45 minutes away, the dialect of someone 45 minutes away, we, we would sound like we live completely different, you know, states. Is that right? Okay. I've, I, yeah. Yeah, I've often heard the term upstate New York. I've, to be honest, as a Brit, I've never understood what it meant. So <laughs> they're worlds apart, are they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, I mean, in in your part of the world, it's it's pretty similar, right? You have uh, multiple dialects of English, and, and it's it's sort of the same same way. But when you when you look at it, typically within the states here, there are pockets of uh, nationalities that end up migrating to one particular place, right? So where I grew up in in Queens, growing up, it was uh, initially it was an Italian neighborhood, and then the neighborhood changed, and it became more West Indian, and then. So now you have these two different cultures coming together, which over time then forms its own specific dialect, right? And okay. so this is this is what happens throughout the country and, and specifically in, in cities where there's a, a large diverse population. And so specifically with speech to text, when you ask a Google or Alexa or, or any uh, speech service a question and it comes back with a no answer or wrong answer, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time, that's because the initial part of it was this, the, the, the speech to text, they, they got it wrong. They didn't understand what was being said. So therefore, there was no understanding through the NLP part of the service. Got it. Okay, so we're talking about the, the major problem is the misunderstanding is the, the inability for the speech to text to recognize that the words being said. Correct. Yes. And, and it's only and it's not the fault of the service, other than the service was not trained enough by that dialect mm-hmm. and so it gets into the, specifically on that topic it gets a little deeper than that right because then you could start just talking about algorithmic bias right and and why is it that these systems don't uh, recognize every dialect because maybe there are some dialects who can't necessarily afford a smartphone right and, yes and so therefore it can't then train the system and and so it it sort of gets stuck in the same you know, sort of cycle. Um, so, so that I would say that would be, you know, the first and, and main issue uh, or, or problem uh, that we're solving, helping okay. to solve. It's the availability of data for each of the dialects. Exactly. That's yes. really the problem, uh, the, the core, the core problem at the, at the heart of it. Okay. And you said right. there was a second? Well, within, with the NL, NLP, NLU, um, it's, it's, it's similar. So the similar problem is, if it has the understanding right, the speech to text, and it and it understands what's being said, it then has to understand the context and and understand what within was said, what it means, right? So you can have a word that means two different things. You can have you know you can ask an address, but it, it has to know that you're asking about an address versus, you know, how do I get from New York to L.A. For example, if you ask a, a Google, you know, how do I get from New York to L.A. and it doesn't understand that you're asking for an address or a direction, then it could just come back as, you know, no, no answer or wrong answer. That's typically what, what happens. And does the, the dialect, I suppose, the, the way that these things are being said, the utterances, that also has a dependency on the, on the quantity of data as well. So if these people are saying, uh, phrasing things differently, then you need enough samples of, of that particular type of phrasing for the NLU to be effective as well. Correct. Exactly. So, so it, it, they go hand in hand, right? Because right. you can have the, the the same sentence spoken by multiple dialects, and they may have they may have one part of it right, and then again, it, it could get it wrong on either either turn for the first part or the second part. Okay, we, we're talking specifically about cloud services. So, I, I know there are other options. There are open source options, frameworks like Caldi, where you can train your own. There are on chip speech-to-text frameworks, I guess, and, and chips. But we're talking specifically, and I guess uh, Primo AI deals exclusively with cloud services for the moment. Is that right? Correct, yes. So so we're looking to solve the problem first within the with, with the cloud services. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, the, there are the other platforms that you mentioned, like OnChip. So the systems, as far as the, the, the voice systems in-house, the Alexa, Google, we are not in directly in that space or competing with them. And that is because their systems are closed loop. And although they license the speech to text and the NLP and NLU services mm-hmm. for anyone to use, they do not license or open up the data part of it, right? Of course. Yeah. And so it's a closed system. And, and the reason why they do that is because at the same time that you're paying them to license these services, you're also helping them build their service. So it's pretty pretty smart business model from their part, um, which is also a reason why they don't charge too much. 
Yeah, they just need the data. Yeah, exactly. It's a data play. Yeah, sure. So as we were researching the the, the industry and learning about it, you're pretty limited, right? Because again, you would still have to do the same amount of training, right? And if you look at well, if Google can't get it right, and Amazon can't get it right, and Baidu and, and everyone else, if you have a small data set and a small customer set and a small uh, questions that the customers would be asking, then absolutely you can do this on your own with a on-chip or with a self-trained model. But when you're looking to grow a business larger than that, you know, from a small, medium-sized business, to a, a larger business and then you're looking to expand globally that's where the problem comes in i see okay so you're talking about the the big more generalized cases that's where you need a a big uh, a big model that one of these cloud service providers can can offer okay so we've described the problem which is uh, the dialect there's also the question of subject subject matter right you, you just alluded to it there where you mentioned uh, niches it's possible to train a, a model in a in a small niche in a small domain area but you're specifically your clients i assume are going after the more general case so they want to understand more, more general language is that right to say correct so i'll give the example of a banking app most banking apps bank of america and, and others have uh, their own voice system now and most likely they're working with one of the big five or ten you know companies in the space but again subject matter you would think that in a bank there was this is a limited subject matter right like how do i deposit a check how do i and so forth but then it co goes back to dialect and and how they're asking that question right because someone in louisiana may say you know how do i drop a check versus someone in new york how do i you know it, it's just a, a different way of asking yeah, the question of course. Yeah. and so and that's the same around the country and around the world, you know, eventually, I guess, if they can, you know, obviously, they continue to train the model, they'll, they'll start getting it right. But we're still a, a long ways away, which is why we came up with Primo. I see. So you're saying that because there is such variety in the way people express themselves across geographical regions, that training, uh, even training your own speech to text uh, model, is even for a bank is going to be a real challenge because they, they have to be able to capture enough utterances over all these different conditions, all these different dialects, different use cases, and it becomes uh, infeasible. And so they have to eventually go to one of these, uh, th these bigger providers who've got access to, to, to the huge data sets. Correct. And then the problem there is, uh, you know, the companies that I mentioned and uh, that are the big players in the space, they're so big that when a company has a uh, problem, and even if they're a big customer of, let's say, Google or, or Amazon, and they may go back to the machine learning team and say, hey, you know, we're, we're getting, you know, a number of errors in this part of the region it's really hard for Google to just stop and start training for one particular customer. You know, it's a, it's just not feasible. Mm. So, uh, so that, so that there, you know, you run into that problem as well, as far as it doesn't matter how large the customer is, it's still going to take that customer, even if they're using a cloud service to be able to get, I'm afraid that's the end of this episode's free preview. 
That's right, full episodes of the Voice Tech podcast are only available for a limited period of time after their release. The full one-hour episode is available to Voice Tech Pro subscribers, along with all the other episodes we've produced. Go to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro, where for just a few dollars a month, you can become a Voice Tech Pro and receive a range of exclusive benefits. Voice Tech Pros get more content each month. You unlock access to the entire catalogue of full-length episodes, including this episode. You can enjoy extra content, such as exclusive interviews just for Voice Tech Pro subscribers, plus bonus questions in the main interviews. And you also get to hear episodes sooner than everyone else, weeks ahead of their public release, in fact. Voice Tech Pros also get a special role in our online community, high-quality episodes with no ads and studio-quality sound, and a chance to support the show and ensure we keep on producing more great episodes like this one. So please go to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro and become a Voice Tech Pro today.